This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruch Abom, we're going to continue in Daf HaShavua. We're learning Sechta Yavama is Daf Ayin Aleph Amad Beis. The Gemara discusses the following scenario. We know that a child who does not have a Mila pre- prevents the father from partaking of the carbon Pesach. How do you have a scenario that the kid was not a problem of being an RL for the Shechita of the Karm Pesach, but was a problem Legabe the Achila. So the Gemara in the first, the Gemara tried to answer that on three lines in the bottom, that his fever broke in the interim. In other words, the kid had fever before the Shechita, so the kid's lack of Mila did not prevent the father from Shechting, but then the kid's fever broke. Says the Gemara, well, if the kid's fever broke, that's not going to help. We have to give the kid seven days to be able to get a mila after the fever breaks. If the fever breaks, we give uh, seven days. Says the Gemara, we already gave it. The scenario is that the kid was, uh, let's say, the fever broke Zion Nisan. And we gave seven days until the 14th of Nisan. So Gemara says, well, if the seven days are up in the morning, so then the kid should have had a Mila before the Shechita. It should have prevented the Shechita. It says, we should do the Mila in the morning. The seven days are a 24-hour period. So, Let's say the kid's fever broke uh, on Zion, Nisan, toward the afternoon, so the kid was eligible to uh, get a mila after the Shechita. I, the Gemara says, you have to give 24 hours. V'hatani, Luda, Luda taught. Rashi says, Luda is the name of a sage. Yoim havra'asa kiyayim hivaldai. The day of being healthy after a fever is like the day of birth. There's a comparison between the day of recovery and the day of birth. Just like the day, so presumably that means my love, my yom It's just like from the day of birth, whenever a kid is born, the mila is seven days later, regardless of irrespective of when the kid is born. So presumably then, when you count seven days from when the kid is uh, fever breaks, it, you should need 24 hour periods. Says Gemara, Loi, no, Adif Yoim Havra Asamiyamivalda. The day of being cured is actually more strict than the day of birth. From the day of birth, you don't need 24 hour periods. But the day of being cured, you need 24 hour periods. So, in what way is the day of being cured like the day of birth? Only that, you can't do Mila on that day, you have to wait. But actually, you have to wait more because you have to wait 24 hour periods. Now, the Gemara is going to bring a number of other possibilities of how you could have a kid who the Arelis was not a problem for the Shechita, but was a problem for the Mila. Says Gemara, Papa Amar, the kid's eye hurt, the Ispach Beni Ubeni. And between the Shechita and the Achila, he was cured. Rava Amar, Rava said, for example, if the father and mother were in jail, 
So the father and mother, they cannot fulfill their responsibility of circumcising the child. So regarding the shechita, the kid being at RL was not a problem because there's nothing they could have done about it. So you say, well, if the kid was in, uh, if they were in jail, they couldn't have shechted the Karm Pesach. Yeah, they could have done an Aidei Ashliach. And then they got out of jail in the interim. Now it's interesting over here, the Lushan of the Gemara of the father and mother were in jail implies the mother has responsibility to mal the child. That is not clear. Because the Gemara in Kedushin says it's responsibility that devolves on the father or on the Bezdin or on the person themselves. Is a mother obligated to circumcise her child? That's what it seems like from the Gemara. Rav Kahana, Kahana, the son of Rav Nechemia, says another possibility. Kagoin tumtum shenikra the nimsa zachar beni ubeni. Rav Nechemia says, here's a possibility, let's say a tumtum, a tumtum is someone whose reproductive organs are covered with a membrane. So, in the morning before the shechita, the organs were covered. And then they were ripped open, and it turned out to be a male, and now he needs mila. So beforehand, the arelus was not an issue because they didn't know it was a male. Here's another possibility. Rav Shravi Amar, Kagoin Shahoitzi Roishai Chutz Lepraizdar. Rav Shravi says, for example, the kid stuck out his head outside the canal. Now, whether that means outside the uterus into the vaginal canal or outside of that canal to outside of the body. But there are two ways of learning. But the bottom line is, a kid is considered born when the head, the head uh, when the majority of the head comes out. So the kid, potentially, the shot clock starts of counting seven days from when the head comes out. The problem is, the kid stuck its head out, then went back inside. So went back inside, you couldn't do the mila. So basically, the kid stuck its head out, the shot clock starts. Oh, Michael, how you doing? The shot clock starts, and the kid went back inside. He said, well, what's, what kind of crazy world is this? Uh, this is not what I thought. I thought this was a normal place. Shamayim, the, the kid stuck his head out, he took one... Uh, you know, one peak, what's going on? And Eilam Hazai said, there's a crazy makayim. So he went back inside. Now, technically, if he spends a, a, a you know, 10-day vacation back inside, he was chayv mila three days ago. Just, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't do it because he was inside. So that's how legabe the shechita, there was no way to do the mila. But then he came back out in between the shechita and the achila. Says the Gemara, he went back inside. How could he survive? The Gemara says, brings a b'raisa from Masech Danida, that when a kid comes out, all the things that were sealed open, namely his mouth opens, he's going to breathe on his own, and the navel seals. So now, back inside, once he goes back inside, he can't be nourished through the navel, and he can't breathe through the navel, and now his mouth is open, he has to breathe. And Chazal say, Shomolekein, if what was opened isn't sealed, if it was sealed is not opened, cannot live even for a moment. 
So therefore, because he needs to be nourished. Kid needs to eat. How's he going to eat? The navel is closed, the mouth is open. How's he going to eat? So you, how, you can't say the case is, the kid stuck its head out, then went back in. Because once you stick your head out, the mouth is open, the navel is closed, and you can't be nourished inside. So Gemara says, no, he doesn't need to eat. There's another way to be uh, satiated. He was sustained by a fever. And when someone has fever, they don't want to eat, they don't want to drink. And in a way, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Fever keeps a person alive. Because the, the, the body heat makes it you don't want to eat, you don't want to drink. Very interesting way of looking at it. You're sustained by the fever. The fever, it almost is like, not only does it burn the, uh, the, the infection, Dr. Asi, is that what happens? Does the fever uh, burn out an infection? Burn out the germ? Is that true? Yeah, I mean, that's the purpose of, right, of the body. Having a temperature is to, to make a person uninhabitable. So the fever, so the, right, so the infection dies down, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but I don't know, is it thought that the fever makes it that you don't need to eat and you don't need to drink? Or we would think it, it means it, it, it makes it that you don't want to. But the Gemara is learning that it actually sustains the body, that it keeps, uh, that you don't have that urge, you don't have the need. It's interesting. Says the Gemara, whose fever exactly? Ishta demand, whose fever? If it's a kid's fever, if so, Then, if it's the kid's fever, then he he wouldn't be chayv and mila for another seven days, because uh, you have to wait until the fever breaks, and then you count seven days. So it ca- it can't be the kid's fever, because then it wouldn't even be a problem legabi the achila, because he's not right for the mila yet. Ella dezinse ishta. It's the fever of Ella dezinse ishta deime. The fever of the mother sustains. It's the mother's fever. If you want, you could say hani mila hecha dulei ma'uvi. Aval hecha de ma'uvi mechaye chaye. You could say, when do we say that a child cannot live once he's born without food? That's where he doesn't scream out. But if he screams out, the screaming out of the child heats up his body and makes it that he doesn't need to eat. But it's not considered a fever. He's not sick. So the child was screaming. The screaming made it the child didn't need to eat. Okay, now a new, a new subject. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishem Rabbi Bina. Rabbi Yochanan Mishem Rabbi Bina. Arel Mekabel Haza. An uncircumcised child or person, you could sprinkle upon him the ashes of Paraduma, purify him, and then if he wants to eat from the Karm Pesach, he could get a Mila and he doesn't have to purify himself again. Meaning purification as an Arel is effective. What's the proof? She came out, Sinu Babi Sinu. 
we find our forefathers, Shekiblu Haza, they received spritzing with the ash of the Paraduma, Kishena Reum, when they were uncircumcised. How do we know that? Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Ve'ha'am olu min The people came up from the Jordan River on the 10th of the month, Harishan of the first month. Now let's, what are we talking about? We know after 40 years, the Jews crossed the Yardin on the 10th day of Nisan. Now these people, many of them did not have Mila in the Midbar. There was an issue of doing Mila in the Midbar because the wind that cures the Mila didn't blow. So they came out of the Yardin on the 10th of Nisan, and th- that year they brought a Karim Pesach on the 15th. On the 14th, they ate it the night of the 15th. The problem was they were uncircumcised. When do they circumcise themselves? It couldn't have been on the 10th, because you can't circumcise yourself on the day you travel. It would have to be the next day, the 11th. Now, in order to purify yourself from the ashes of the Paraduma, you have to sprinkle on yourself on the 3rd day and on the 7th day. So now the Shaila is, do you have to be a mohol to be, have sprinkled on you the ashes of Paraduma or not? So the seventh day of the purification could have been the 14th of Nisan. Not the 15th. The 15th is after Lachilat's Karim Pesach. The seventh day was on the 14th. The sixth day was the 13th. The fifth day was the 13th. The fourth day was the 12th. The third day was the 11th. Now, again, if the seventh day was the 14th, the sixth was the 13th, the fifth was the 12th, the fourth was the 11th, excuse me, the third day was the 10th. To have sprinkled on you the ashes of Paraduma, you have to sprinkle upon yourself the third day and the seventh day. Now they didn't do Mila on the 10th of Nisan. The earliest they could have done is the 11th of Nisan. But the 11th of Nisan would have been too late for the first sprinkling of the ashes of the Paraduma. So that means they sprinkled the ashes of the Paraduma on the 10th, even though they didn't do Mila on the 11th, until the 11th. So Gemara says, Says, the people came up from the Yardin on the tenth of the month. Now, on the tenth of the month, they didn't do Mila because of the weakness of the travel. When did they sprinkle? When did they do the sprinkling? Not when they were an RL. Haza um, imas. When did they do sprinkling? Lav kishen They must have done it on the tenth when they were in Aral. So Gemara says no. Maybe they didn't sprinkle when they were in Aral. Maybe they didn't bring a karim pesach at all. Um. Who says they brought a Karim Pesach that year? Says, what do you mean? You can't think such a thing. 
It says they made the Karim Pesach. Okay, so they brought the Karim Pesach and they clearly sprinkled before they did the Mila. Maybe they didn't sprinkle. And it was a Karim Pesach that the majority of the people were Tameh. In other words, maybe sprinkling on an RL is not effective. I so how could they have partook of the Karim Pesach? Because it was a it was a uh, Pesach, Shoroiv Hatzibur was Tameh. Amrle um, Ravashi, Ravashi said, Tanya, we learned in a Brisa. Behedya Malu Vitavlu, Ravashi says that we learned explicitly. We learned explicitly in the Brayso. Malu, they did Mila v'Tavlu v'Asu b'Shem b'Tara. So that means they did the Karm Pesach in a state of purity. Amarav Bar Yitzchak. Amarav. Okay, so that that's a, so. Therefore, we conclusively have proven that the sprinkling on a RL is effective. Now we have a new sugya, very interesting sugya. There are two parts of the mitzvah of Mila. There's Mila and Priya. There's, there's cutting the thick foreskin. There's a thick uh, foreskin that covers the organ. And then you, you cut it. But under the thick foreskin, there's a thin membrane. And the mitzvah of Priya is to use your nail and to uncover the thin membrane. Now, Rabba Bar Yitzchak said the name of Rabbi, Nitna Priya, Priyas Mila Avram Avinu. The mitzvah of Priyas Mila was not given to Avram Avinu. Shenemar, as it says, Bo'eisahi at that time, Amar Hashem al Yehoshua, Hashem said to Yehoshua, Asei l'cha charvois tzurem. Make for yourself sharpened swords. For what? The Gemara understands that to mean that he wasn't just making Mila knives, but to do the mitzvah of Priya. Maybe all it's saying is to circumcise those who were not circumcised. That all the nations that left Egypt were circumcised, but those who were born in the Midbar were not. If so, what does it mean? Circumcise them again. What do you mean again? They were never circumcised before. So what's Shuv? El Alav Priya. Shuv means do Mila on them and Priya. So that's a Raya. Um, you're doing Mila on them and then Priya. Now the Gemara adds, what does it mean do Mila on them, Shuv, Shainis, a second time? So the Gemara says, La'akushe soif Mila, la'tchilas Mila. The beginning of the Mila, when you cut the thick foreskin, is being compared to the end of the Mila, when sometimes there's remnant of skin that has not been removed. Just like if you don't remove the thick foreskin, the Mila is possible. So too, the end of Mila is Ma'akev. In other words, if you don't remove the strands of skin that remain after you cut the foreskin, it's a problem. The Tanam we learned in the Mishnah, Eluhin Sitzin Hama Akvanasamila, the following are 
the strands that are ma'akev mila, basar hachoifes roiv ha'atara, the flesh that covers the majority of the corona, meaning these strands that remain after th- cutting the arla, uh, are ma'akev the mila. So any basar that literally that covers the majority of the circumference of the corona is ma'akev the mila, and if somebody has the majority of the corona covered with uh, these strands, enoi chalbetshuma. And then the Gemara says a chiddush. They don't have to cover the majority of the circumference. Even if they cover in one area most of the height of the corona. In other words, it doesn't have to cover the whole circumference of the corona, even if it just covers from the where the corona starts to the tip of the aver, or the majority of the height. Even flesh that covers the majority of the height of the Torah. And then, now the Gemara goes on to explain why in the Midbar they in fact did not do Mila. Hopefully we'll figure out how to do that next week. And uh, until then, wishing everyone a wonderful week. For Daf uh, HaShavua in New York, we'll have to... We, we only reviewed part of Ayin. So maybe one day of Sukkot we'll do Ayin, Amin Aleph. And then Shabbos we'll try Ayin Aleph. Anyway... Thank you for uh, keeping me company. And, uh. Well, just one question. Sure. They can eat Terumah, but what about Korban Pesach? Why did they just say Terumah? Wouldn't it be more encompassing if they would have said Korban Pesach? Oh, good point. Where is this Mishnah? Shabbos. Not sure. I mean,. Like we had earlier, the, the, the beginning of the parak, we learn out Toshav Toshav. We learn it out from Karban Pesach. So if it says it by Truma, definitely by Karban Pesach. But I don't know why the mission only says Truma and Karban Pesach. I'm not sure. Thank you very much. Okay. Kaltov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.